okay with the narrative that's kind of been settled into in, in 2020 at this point? Yeah, I think Bitcoin has really found um, product market fit in terms of like its, its narrative and how people see it. Um, and I, I don't really think that it was, it's, it's a, a big shift from uh, how it was conceived early on. I think there's many people misunderstand like the meaning of the term cash um, just because they, they don't really, they don't think about like what the different types of money are that you can have. And um, so gold is actually like way more similar to like the original definition of cash than um, your credit card would be like, or, or, or your PayPal or your Venmo account that you use to actually pay, make like small retail payments. So to, to me, cash means basically it's it's a transfer be, between two people that doesn't have like a central counterparty to the transaction, like, like an intermediary. The, the payments are, are final, um, they are private and so on, right? So those are the, the qualities that make cash, in my opinion. Um, and while Bitcoin is certainly lacking um, in privacy, um, I think it's definitely like it definitely represents the original vision of digital digital cash. Do you, on that point, do you, I mean, there's some people out there that, or there's a lot of people, I guess, that just economic studies over time that worry about a deflationary currency because it incentivizes people to hoard it and, you know, keep it and, and not spend it. Um, you know, do you, do you think that that potential is there and, and do you think that harms this longer term narrative? I mean, I, I agree with you to an extent, like, yes, there is still that cash vision there. I think one of the concerns I would have around Bitcoin would be though, that people are just hoarding it for a store of value. Do you think this cash and store of value narrative can live harmoniously or, or do you think, you know, a deflationary aspect hurts that? No, I think, I think that deflation is pretty much the only, like the natural shelling point or if you can create a money f basically from scratch, then it feels kind of natural to go for the smallest amount of issuance without regards to what might be best for what might be best for like society or whatever, right? Because society doesn't decide what money to hold, not not in the vision of Bitcoin. Uh, it's the individual that makes a conscious decision like what to hope assets to hold in in their portfolios and um, the individual is not concerned with what's best for society usually you know that's kind of a side effect right so they they just want to hold the the asset that's going to perform best and um, the asset with the lowest issuance is probably in the best position to to do that so i guess shifting a little bit to you know i think to become a system that you know, is going to be used as cash, you need some type of scaling. So obviously, I think this shifts us to, to Lightning Network. And actually, a decent part of the Bitcoin community, I think, the, um, doesn't see Lightning Network as necessary to the future success of Bitcoin. Um, what are your thoughts around Lightning Network? Do you think, well, I guess, first of all, do you think it's going to have success? And second of all, do you think it's necessary for, you know, the future success of Bitcoin at this point? I answer these in reverse order. So, um, so I think that Hal Finney had this, well, like a lot of comments on this particular issue, and he saw the Bitcoin base layer pretty much as 
as like just a, a sediment layer for like institutions, banks and whatnot. And um, I'm kind of, 